I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back to Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast presented by Zwift for the Volta Cyclista Catalunya. Stage 2 recap, we'll quickly get through Stage 1, what happened yesterday. There was a big crash, the first tete-a-tete between Remco and Primoz Roglic. I was at the race yesterday, and I was like a, a grandmother in the car, Benji. You know when your parents are teaching you to drive, and your parents are like pressing the brake on the other side, where there's no brake? I was kind of like, I was in with Mark Reef, who was uh, at DSM before, and is now... Uh, at Jumbo Visma as a DS uh, in the lead car. And it's just, they're literally like driving. They've got Velaview on radio. It's crazy. I don't know how they do it. Um, it's, <laughs> Would you down expect these that? It's crazy. Would you expect that the, the sport might move at some point to the point where we don't have the DSs driving and that we have like an F1 zone with like the, the, the screens and so forth? Or do you think that's not cycling? Oh... Uh, no, I don't see that happening anytime soon, to be honest, um, because the race is moving about too much, especially in the Grand Tours. Yeah. But yeah, it was fun to go. And obviously Roglic won. Um, not going to say there's any correlation. Uh, I sat in the car and did absolutely nothing. So, um, <laughs> but it is good, like, just even on the descents, what you don't realize is like Zerlig was dropped on a descent or on the climb, rather, and he's coming back, and the car just, we break all of a sudden. I'm like, why the fuck are we breaking? Like, leaving a gap for EF. And Zelig out of nowhere, just screams in front of the car into the <laughs> apex. And if the car had not braked sharply, he's he's gone. Uh, yeah. I guess this is what they teach at the DS course, maybe. But yeah, it was fun. But we're back now. Actually, you actually watched the stage, Benji, yesterday. It was just a sprint yeah. in San Feliu de Gijolds. Anything... Any news from it? I guess the big crash was on the big unfortunate part of it. Yes, for certain. But there was a bit of a laugh early on where Oiskaltel, one of the pro teams that here, um, one of the local, pro, no, not the local one, they're Basque. No. Fuck. I'm not. Oh, go, 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 Catalonia and Basque country. Don't say it to Catalonia and Basque people. Get out of here. Oiskaltel misses the breakaway and they basically get sent on like, punishment duty where they got to pace the peloton so behind the brake for like <laughs> half the race and Dude. then when that doesn't work because they're not getting closer to a breakaway that has just as many riders as they have in their team then they attack with two riders trying to close it down which fails and then they get caught again so while oiskaltel did get quite a bit of promotion as a consequence of trying all that action they didn't get it from being in the breakaway that's for sure but it after that tv <laughs> the well, punishment chasing initially yeah, wasn't on TV. That's true. But I was like, well, what are you doing? It's, because the gap was a minute and a strong yeah. break too. Um, Crazy. But yeah, unfortunately, later. unfortunately, the last were only temporary because we had a heavy crash with multiple riders with roughly 5k to go. Adam Yates went down, who came out of that with not 
not nearly any injuries, but another rider that was severely injured, Dario Cataldo, and I'm going to go over his list of injuries for a second. Most of the words I'm going to use, I've got no clue what they mean, but apparently it's pretty bad. Fractured left femoral head and right acetabulum. Uh, two transverse process fe- uh, fractures of the lumbar spine without neurological impact. Multiple broken ribs with a bilateral pneumothorax. And a fractured left collarbone. He's conscious and hemodynamically stable. So it's good that he's conscious and stable, but it's not good for his career at the age that he's at. Eh? Like, no. And just for life afterwards, it's like it was such a heavy crash. They come down a little hill from San Paul to separate San Paul from the main area of San Feliu, and then you hit the the straight, and they were going 65, 70, and moving up on the right. And Haysink, I think, rode over a rider. He nearly crashed after just coming back from a crash. Koos slid out, and I saw Yates crash. We drove past right where he was. I cannot believe he continued. He looked... His jersey was gone. Yep. It was just like blood everywhere from road rash. So, I mean, kudos to him for saddling up for today's stage. That was crazy because he must have been in a lot of pain. But, yeah, terrible crash. And the run-in was all about being in front. Technical run-in. There's a descent with three Ks to go and then a sharp right-hander just after a speed bump. Foss did a really good job. Maybe for a separate conversation, Benji, you know, is this what Foss is actually designed to do? Because in this yeah. role, he was excellent. Um, he brought the group, which was thinned out with Robert's fifth wheel to like, I don't know, 800 meters. Then Bowman jumped a bit early, uh, 600 meters to go. Carapaz jumped too early last year. This is a hard finish and Cockard and Coffey has been pacing all day. Roglic went, he tried to bait Hater, and then Hater either couldn't or didn't j- jump. Van Wilde went to the left. That triggered Roglic to half go. And then he got to 200 and then he committed and he was sort of leading out Remco, who's yep. come from deep. And Roglic wins the well, stage ahead of Remco. I would say that most of that time, Remco was not directly in the wheel of Roglic either. Like, and the question with Remco is, he's starting off in a position of like 12th to 15th position to start his sprint, which is really far to do so. And then you ask your question, how does he get there? And I went back in the tape. I was like the, the guy that went straight back, detective mind, mind in the in the tape. And we see a 3.3k that... Uh, to go that he loses the wheel of Von Welder or chooses to lose the wheel of Von Welder and he drops from P4 in the group to like P10 to 15. So that moment he's in a bad position and then you look at the final and you see now it's a descent with 3.3k until like roughly 1k to go. It's a descent. You can't move up. You can't move up there. But in the last straight could Von Welder have moved back and brought Remco to the front? I believe he could in the last straight. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. I guess it's partially... <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Like, you don't know whether the teammate is in the bunch necessarily. Uh, I think he was looking back for him. Yeah, but it's your Maybe. leader. Is he? Van Wilder's come on, isn't come on. Van, Van Wilder is <laughs> he Van He should Wilder's be leader. his leader. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Remco don't thinks know. Van Wilder knows that Remco is leader. <laughs> anyway, to be honest, like, Remco looked good. In the finish, it was very, very fast. Not a surprise to us. Uh, if you watched Norway last year, it wasn't just the big mountaintop finish. He also beat Johansson and co. in an uphill sprint where he was very, very quick, and his sprint is very good. But uh, I still think I'd rather have not been in Roglic's position leading out from 250 yeah. meters to go. Uh, anyway, four seconds. It's not the biggest 
gap. Schelling looked good. It was nice to see him in good shape coming third. He was supposed to actually be leading out Conrad, which is kind of crazy. Uh, and Conrad crashed. And he was like, I get to go for myself. I'm not sure Patrick Conrad would have done much better than third, uh, frankly. Anyway, small GC gaps, except for like to Carapaz, 10 seconds. But if you're losing 10 seconds on there, you're not going to have a good, a good uh, GC here anyway, to be honest. When we take a look at the UAE Team Emirates after this stage, which will be important for the next stage, is that we see Adam Yates has lost 10 minutes from that crash. Yeah. We see that Soler has lost 20 seconds. I'm not sure about Almeida. He might have lost 10 seconds on that stage. I'm not 100% sure if that's the case. But in that order, Adam Yates nah, on, he finished from that group. point, Domestique, right? Uh, domestique slash stages. It depends yeah. on the on the day um and we're going to get into that discussion at length <laughs> here for stage yeah. two from mataro to Valter, so just a bit north of barcelona is where they start they then head inland it's like false flat uphill or shallow most of the day they do a warm-up climb the col uh de Cube, and then they do Valter 2000 which actually finishes at 2150 do not be uh it's not. A, I'm not going to call it a fake news climb. I'm not going to use that for this. 15.1k, okay. 6.7%. I just think, like on the LFR profile, they've just started the climb too early, where it's like 4%, 4%, 4%. The real climb is like 12k's, 7.5%, yeah. a little bit steeper. And there's 2 kilometers at 10%, then 9.3%, about 6k's from the finish. That's where I thought Remco would launch today. Uh, and it was going to be the first mountain showdown between Remco and Roglic since the Giro, no, Vuelta, last year before the Giro this year. But before we get into the stage, which is pretty pedestrian in advance of the main climb, mention our show partner, Zwift. Welcome back to another fun week on Zwift. The Tour of Watopia is heating up with Stage 3 this week. You can browse through events with kit or run shirt unlocks including the herd dutch diesels with long distance runners and many more so if you want to grab double xp make sure you jump into tour of utopia now but if you just want to train swift also has short cycling workouts under one hour if you're short on time you can still get in a good workout these are my favorites in particular and they've got a collection on Zwift of the Zwift community's favorite cycling workout. So go and check that out on Zwift. You can get your free seven-day trial through the link down below. Breakaway Benji, Spanish Reconti teams. But Simon Kerr in there. <laughs> he, Simon I was like, Kerr. why? That's a, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> You're asking me this question, but I don't know. <laughs> True. I know Yumbo was pacing in the peloton, and I know that I showed up at the broadcast 10 kilometers before the climb started. So the breakaway for me was like this anonymous group of people that rode yeah. ahead until they were caught. <laughs> Simon Kerr. Anyway, breakaway with, like, as I said, uh, Kerr and some other Sp Spanish record riders. Hersink was pacing on the climbs, Hersman was pacing on the downhills. That sort of Jumbo Visma yeah. controlling it. We thought, ooh, do they want to they go for Roglic for the stage again? Quickstep didn't have to control uh, with... Quickstep don't really have many rulers here, actually. When you really look at their team, uh, if you run through it quickly, like Hit, Pure Climber, Van Wilder, Climber slash Shadow GC. The Viker is 
you know, versatile, but I would say better on the shallow gradients uphill. Masnada climber, Catania is a bit of an engine, and Seri is a is a ruler, but there's no Ballerini, there's no Lampart, Asgrin. So, yeah, how would they have gone controlling? I guess I believe Seri that those seven riders are probably the seven riders that will also be in the Giro team, plus a Ballerini-like, right? Because, okay. like, you'd expect that. A Ballerini or a Lampard? I think Ballerini is the rumored one, but Lampard has reserve or something, so that would add an ruler to that team for that race. I don't think that ruler is necessarily the most important rider in, in Catalonia versus a Giro, so I don't no. think they'll get punished on it here, necessarily. Unless you look at yesterday and say, with a Ballerini, Remco might have been in a better position. Would Ballerini even make it in his current shape? Remy would. Ballerini's Remy, not terrible. Remy would have been useful. Top 10 in Omelop, top 12 in MSR, I think. Yeah. If that is true, then I think you're he's right. No, no, I think you're right. Um, okay, let's say he or, he or Cavagna could have made it. So that's where I do think the team, I mean, on terms of controlling Vivaca, Seri, they can do it fine. Catania, it's fine. But yeah, in the Jira, they will need, I think, a little bit different. And to be honest, the yeah. climbing team in my opinion, didn't didn't deliver today with the no. notable exception of Van Vilder. We'll get to that, though. And, yeah, they cut to the base of the climb. Yumbo, they've been controlling all day. They bring back the brakes. Simon Carr, Fuga de la Fuga. Uh, before then, although Christopher Jul Jensen, just a, this is a very, very niche thing that keeps happening. Jayco riders Fuga de la Fuga way in like moments that makes no sense. Remember Craddock in the Vuelta last year, yeah. he attacked the break on the Sierra Nevada. First of all, he kept getting him breaks on stage. He couldn't win. But then he attacked the break and Vine, Vine chased him down and then he wouldn't work with Vine on the descent before I think Nevada or whatever stage it was. And then he did the same in Valenciana this year on stage three when Jungles and Velasco went and the break actually won and they dropped him when he attacked him on the descent and then Yul Jensen does it here. So, it seems to be a thing they keep doing. Fuga la Fuga. Anyway, Carr does that from the break when they get to the base of the climb. He has to. They're going too slow. And he's going well. Simon yeah. Carr. Or Simon Carr, sorry. And I thought, damn. Because he, he, this guy on the Prati de Tivo did really well in 2021. Top 10, I think. 30 seconds behind Pog. I would have liked to have seen with these legs, which were good, how he could have done. But anyway, he had other teammates. Yumbo Benji. Fake pace. Fake pace to me. I agree. Fake pays into the climb the first few kilometers. And we saw that, especially when another team started taking over with roughly 9.6k to go. Bahrain coming past that Jumbo Visma pace. And that pace by Jumbo Visma, I think that was mainly Foss towards the end yeah. of that pace. And Foss. it was similar to what we saw from Foss in Tireno on Sassotetto, I think. Paranese. Where Paranese. Godelacuyol. Exactly. Switched them around. Where he had a bit of a pace where. It dropped people in that race, but the group was relatively fixed still when he was done yeah. doing it. And here it didn't really drop too many people, I would say. And the group was relatively fixed still. And we see Bahrain coming over that. Pools comes past like the, the Yumbo train. He's like looking back of like, Yumbo, will you t take my wheel? And then the Bahrain team comes <laughs> past Yumbo because they realize if we stay in Yumbo's wheel, then Pools is going to ride off alone. So a yeah. bit of an awkward moment, but the Bahrain train makes it to the front and they start pacing for Mika Landa. And he did his signature uh, look at the camera, right? His sideways look at the camera. It was unreal. <laughs> like, you Every know, if time. everyone doesn't know, there's a, the, it, you might have seen it on Twitter. 
There's the photo of Landa. I think it's on the Glier stage. or No, Col de la Lose, stage 18 TDF 2020, yep. when they're pacing Bahrain with Caruso. Hard pace. And he looks at the camera. I'll try to do it here on, on if you guys see YouTube. He like side-eyes it. I, don't know, I forgot we did a podcast where you have to speak. Uh, he side-eyes the camera. In f- looks like in fear. And it sort of happened again today. He did exactly the same thing. I knew, oh, no, he's going to drop off his own pace, his team's own pace maybe, uh, or nothing good will happen. But I love London. I love Bahrain trying, making yeah. it a bit harder. Because Benji, Varys Quickstep, <laughs> Masnada, Van Wilder, Vivaka, Jan Hirt, Newly signed, Unipuerto, Remco Evenepoel. You've got the steep parts earlier in the climb with 6Ks to go and with 8Ks to go. And they're not pacing. And in They're fact, not pacing, but where are they? That's also the thing. True. Because I feel like I mainly saw Von Wilder and Remco Evenepoel on this climb. And even in the early parts, I didn't necessarily see big support surrounding Remco Evenepoel early on on the climb. So... I just don't think their team was good enough to take it up early today. I would argue that is the reason for it. But Von Welder looked pretty wasn't. strong. Yeah. Von Welder looked pretty strong. Evenepoel looked pretty strong in the wheel. Nose breathing. Remco Evenepoel at that point in the race, but it's still 9.6 kilometers uh, to climb. And we've got two things roughly happening at the same time. First of all, oh, Joao Almeida. <laughs> Unreal, this guy. <laughs> yeah. L- last year on climbs, he was dropping at the start of the climb on purpose to ride his own tempo and then come back in the final 500 meters. I love it because it's spectacle. It's a comeback story. But I feel like today the cycling gods decided if you're not going to drop yourself, <laughs> we're going to drop you. And a yeah. mechanical at the bottom of the climb at nine point roughly case to go. Just and... when Pulse hit it. <laughs> it's fucking sad. And <laughs> then it's curious like, what is your E going to do? Soler, Yates, they're staying at the front. Micah seems to drop back after a bit to help out. And there was another UAE domestique. I think it was Finn Fisher Black that started pacing Almeida early. So those two were helping out. But at the front, it seemed like Yates and Soler were staying there. Do you think that at that point, that's a good decision? Uh, to be honest, I was surprised Yates. It was good enough to be there after his crash yesterday. Yep. But yeah, like Almeida, he won the altitude stage on Boitol last year for UAE uh, in the in Volta a Catalunya. He was really, really good. He's in very good shape. He came second in Terreno. Good TT. He's only improving. It's I don't mind going to two GC riders, but they're now taking it to the next level where Yates is on 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. He's out of GC. Okay, Lee Soler is Catalan. The you know, he's doing well. Okay, keep him in the group just so at least I don't like always dropping the whole team back, especially if there's someone else to pace, if you can keep one guy represented. But Yace has got to drop back for Almeida and pace him back. Now, maybe Almeida said don't. Maybe Almeida said, and sometimes you hear the guys say, just stay up there. I'll come back myself. Maybe Almeida is a very difficult guy to pace for. I don't think so, though. I don't think so either. I think this is the right... Well... Maybe not at this point yet. Maybe let Finn Fisher Black do the pacing first and then Micah. But when Micah's off the back and when Almeida's pacing alone, that's when an Adam Yates should definitely be waiting. And there were moments where Adam Yates was looking behind, saw Almeida coming, 
and stayed in the group. And at those moments, I'm like, I don't blame Yates for that. That's a team management thing. Team management should make it clear that a certain rider or certain riders have an, are higher in the hierarchy on this stage, GC-wise, than other riders. And I had issues with that, but we'll come back to it a bit later. Another thing that happened, a tag by uh, Esteban Chavez. Carapaz was off the back at this point. Oh, Chavez yeah. looking and like the now. better national champion. What? Oh, yeah, because they got the alternate kits. One's yellow, one's <laughs> white with yellow accents. Yeah. Uh, they do look pretty fly, though. I got a, I know I got JV on the, on the poster there. But um, the Chavito did exactly the same thing last year, like literally exactly the same thing to win the second mountaintop finish in Catalonia. I think it was yeah. last year or the year before. Can't remember. Uh, it was the year before, and. It's, he waits for the pace of Bahrain with Haig just to slow a bit, attacks and gets a bit of separation. Bunwilder, and by the way, in the group, many teams with multiple riders. Soler, Yates, Almeida for UAE. Bouchard and Ben O'Connor for Azure Gisele. I'm not going to criticize them. I think they were just trying to hold on. Bora with uh, Khan, very, very good performance. And Hindley, quick step with Van Wilder and Remco. Bahrain with three. I don't know where Maida was. And quick, uh, Jumbo Visma with Kusa and Roglic. Jumbo Visma trying to bridge Kusa across. But if you remember back to 2021, God, history loves to repeat itself. Kusa went with Valor and Adam Yates and blew up on this very climb, yep. I think. <laughs> and he doesn't get to Chavez wheel. And Kusa is like a diesel climber from like pace changes is not his thing and also I think a harder stage is better this is a uni puerto anyway he gets into Chaspatat eventually comes back but I don't mind it because it at least makes the other teams do something it means Roglic doesn't have to close it when he's up the road um even though it really didn't work out uh at all (laughs) that's for certain I was really surprised really surprised that Van Wilder at that moment didn't come to the front to do three, four minutes super hard. Yeah, it was... It, he, they waited a bit longer. They had one rider of Bahrain still doing the work. And when that Bahrain rider was left, that's when Ilan Van Wilder went to the front. And he, he didn't write the all-out tempo that you're mentioning. He wrote tempo, just generic tempo, which put some riders in trouble. But it wasn't a deadly tempo either. And you saw that with the gap towards the likes of Chavez at the front. While while Akuz indeed could not follow Chavez, Chavez was gaining time on that group for a tiny bit. It went up to like 25 to 30 seconds at any point. Then we're entering the last portion of the climb here, entering the last 2.5 kilometers. And then then Mikel Landa, Saida Landa, decided to uh, actually activate the plan that was bred by the team. Uh, Attack de Landismo. We have on the left <laughs> side of the road and Von Wilder does close it cleverly there in my opinion yeah. in the sense that he doesn't close it instantly doesn't snap close it he does it team skywise in the sense that he kind of motors towards the wheel and then eventually ends up catching Landa not completely was like a small gap left and then goes off the front and Emko snap closes it quickly and Chicone is in the wheel of Remco there Roglic is in the wheel of of Remco and we see trouble behind but I just want to give you a small update on the man that had a mechanical earlier in the meanwhile Almeida has passed like <laughs> how many people 70 riders 80 so riders <laughs> and he's closing down to this group again yeah. and he's he's probably at the back at this point already because he came back with roughly 4k to go so 
I was expecting to have Yates or Solaire. I don't believe in the GC of Solaire that much. I was expecting one of the two to drop back before Almeida closed it, because Almeida had to close it at least for like five minutes he was riding alone, in my opinion. And that should not happen when there's two riders ahead that will likely end lower on GC than Almeida will, right? Yeah, I think Yates eventually started pacing for him, but it wasn't shown on camera too much because it was like in the last 1,500 meters. But he was dropping. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And also, like, I know Almeida might like to ride a certain way, but he isn't immune from the laws of science. You will do less watts on a climb in the wheel of someone. Like, that's just reality. So, yeah, I mean... That's up to them to sort out, but it's just a continuation of a theme from Catalonia last year and for a lot of these races. And again, I have no problem with before the race, you say, Yates, yeah. Almeida, Soler, you all get to go for GC. Absolutely fine. No problem with it. But when one of them loses 10 minutes, then you have to adapt and change yep. to... Because Almeida can podium this race, maybe better, to be honest. Like, he must be in good shape, and it didn't go too well with the old mechanical. But <laughs> when you look where he finished, he must have really, really good legs. Uh, he would Joao be with Almeida. the front riders. At the 100% finish, could opinion. be with the front riders. 100% competing for the stage win. Um, yep. Anyway, Remco, I thought had Roglic on a little bit of a gap. He then goes into his Indorain mode. We've seen this on Peñas Blancas, Picojano, <laughs> the whole Vuelta he rode like this. It's not a surprise. He just goes and rides as, pretty much as hard as he can on the front. I don't know if it was because... I think it was partially because Chavez was up the road. Yeah, and he was I believe so. worried about Chavez a little bit. But then after that, he kept pacing that way with Ciccone and Roglic in the wheel. Lander was gapped. Almeida was a little bit behind with Adam Jates. And to cut a, sh- a, a story short, Ciccone in the wheel. Roglic third wheel, I think... Mm, should, maybe if he could have moved up, but I think Remco had them a little bit on the limit because you would expect Chicone or Roglic maybe to attack him at 500 to go, 400 to go, if they really felt like, okay, we've profited from being in the wheel here, we can gain a little bit of time on them. They couldn't, so he must have been setting a really strong pace. The last corner is a sh- really sharp right-hander. Remco, just like he how he lost the World Champs ITT, he couldn't corner, and he left a huge gap in the on the apex and said, ah, there you go. And Chikoni <laughs> said, thank you very much. And went the shortest line. Rolich a little bit sharper, but he seemed to... Rolich definitely there's a moment where he's shifting gear and also not getting into his sprint that quickly. And Chikoni's fast. When I say yep. in Valenciana, he's fast too. And there's not a lot of time, 50, 60 meters to come out of that corner, come out of Chikoni's will and win. And he couldn't. Ciccone coming yep. out of Remco's wheel, winning the stage, Roglic second, Remco third, all in the same group. Uh, Ciccone, he sort of sharply moved to the right at the end, but I don't think it changed the result. Lander fourth on 11 seconds in the same group as Yates and Almeida. So 11 seconds for Almeida, definitely good enough to be in the front <laughs> group. Chavez court still on 15 seconds. Lovely result for him. Woods eighth on 15 is also... A good performance, as well as Hindley, Oterbrooks, 9-10, Soler on 20 seconds. Then it's like Rubio, Tarame. Uh Bouchard was doing really well. I don't know if he dropped back to wait for O'Connor on 108. Um, uh, in terms of 
Another thing I want to point out is Castroviejo on 151. It's not the best result you've ever seen, but for a, a versatile climbing domestique at how old is he? 35? Yeah. He's still good. <laughs> like, that's still really, really good. So contract Castro year? will be good again this year. I think he's in contract here, right? Yeah. Castroviejo? So that's interesting. That being said, when it comes to this final, I would say that I think... I think Remco Evenepoel is so eager to win a stage at the races he goes to where he tries to go for GC that it hurts his chances to get bonus seconds at the end because I believe he could have outsprinted Roglic here at the finish line if he didn't pace for the last two kilometers at that pace maybe. I agree. Like Roglic sprint here wasn't that spectacular. Yeah, and if you if Roglic has been benefiting from it, he doesn't just sprint in the last fifty meters. He goes earlier, like he does the classic teleport, like on Virginie in Dauphiné last year, in Paris-Nice when he teleported past Gino Mater. He doesn't just wait for the last fifty meters to snap off you, and I think he was a bit on the ropes. Well, not on the ropes, just like. I know he Remco definitely set a very 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 hard pace, and I agree. Like he just there's just he knows one way to ride, which is just like I'm going to go to the front, set a really hard pace, and he maybe he's worried about Almeida returning. Maybe he thinks whatever I'm just going to destroy everyone on low port anyway. Um, <laughs> but possible it's is this the best win of Chicone's career? Oh, I doubt it. I doubt it. Three zero stages. Who are they against? Well, oh, the best win qualitatively, you know. Yeah. Oh, I think one of them was probably from a GC group, I would no. expect. I don't think all three were. All three were stage wins from the break? Okay. I think. Possible. It's impressive to me, anyway. I mean, Valenciano yeah, is was nice, but beating Remco and Ro- He's definitely improved this year. Because but- Valenciano, he's carried that shape. Wasn't 2023 the year where he said he was going to go back to stage instead of GC? And now he, he's riding against the best and beating the, the best on, on top of the climbs. I will say, however, I think it's clear from this race so far, the last two stages, that Roglic is definitely not at his best yet. Which is logical, eh? The Giro is not here yet. you got months to improve. I think top Roglic still destroys that sprint. Yeah, I think so. Probably, maybe. I don't know. It's like I have to see the watts, you know? Like yeah. maybe Remco was doing s- seven watts per kilo for the last five minutes of that stage. And the fact that they held his wheel means they're both Chicone and Roglic doing top performances. Maybe Remco is doing five and a half watts per kilo. And yeah, Roglic sprint was disappointing. I don't know. It's. I thought. I just thought the way Quickstep approached this was odd. Maybe they were waiting for low port, but I didn't expect Bahrain to be... I thought Quickstep Benji, to be honest, today were going to come in and put on a show and try and launch Remco around where Chavito launched when it was steepest. Mm -hmm. And then you have a steeper section like on Pico Hano and further from the finish for Remco to go. And I was kind of surprised. Maybe they couldn't. Maybe... I don't know. Maybe they're waiting for the other stages because this isn't as hard as low port, but 
Yeah. I don't know. It's It surprised me a little bit. But Ciccone's <laughs> looking really, really good. GC's still yeah. pretty tight, though. Uh, if you look at, like, the bonus seconds is all that separates Roglic and Avenapol. Roglic six seconds ahead of both Avenapol and Ciccone. Lander on 27, the same time as Almeida. Then Woods, Hindley, Chavez on 31. Otterbrooks on 41. Soler in the top 10 at 46 seconds. Yeah. What are, anything else from this stage, Benji? I do find Eitebrooks' performance in the top 10 pretty impressive to see. Yeah. Like, we were expecting good. it last year when we saw Avenir, but that being said, I wasn't necessarily watching him too much today until I saw the results, and I was like, ooh, pretty damn good performance. And uh, I find that notable. I'm, I don't know when it comes to the rest of the... Lenny Martinez getting 12 was also intriguing. That's also intriguing. But for the rest, I guess I'm just happy that it's still close together after today. It means that Neither of the two top riders have fallen through the ice yet. And if you look at the coming stages, there are still opportunities to do so. You mentioned Laporte a few times on stage five. That's going to be a big one. I don't think tomorrow's stage will necessarily be the the most influential on GC. Let's take a look. Well, I just want... Gino Mader lost 10 minutes today. So odd. Like he was looking so good in Paranese. Anyway, tomorrow, as you said, from a lost to La Molina, I... I've drive through or lost usually or past there often late at night on the way back home. Uh, La Molina is on the border, French border. It's near Puxerda. A lot of the uh, friends and family of the and riders that live in Andorra will be at this finish because it's a pretty short drive and a lot of the riders know it pretty well too. And it's a hilly, it's a hard stage. They do the Col de Cobert again tomorrow, so two shallow gradient climbs and then they do the Col de la Croeta Again, uh, which is pretty steady to be honest. A couple of like eight percent Ks. Then Lama, the descent, which is often in the shadow. It has been good weather and reasonably warm, but it's this can be quite cold around here. Descent and then La Molina, which is a fake news climb. It has nine Ks or eight Ks of climbing at about the first four Ks are steepest. Let's say six percent average. Then literally two kilometers of descending. Then 5.3% last K. Last year, Ben O'Connor, con dos cojones, attacked Chavito style, got a gap, no one looked, UAE didn't pace, and, oh no, Ayuso tried to go and could have won the stage, yeah. or Almeida could have won the stage, but then Soler attacked into the descent, got caught in a chasse patate, and then, <laughs> oh, that you was tactics, come on. <laughs> it was, that was terrible. And then, um... <laughs> And then I kind of like won, today. Which is great. I was happy because <laughs> I got to interview the con the next day, but I made her and I used to got <laughs> sold. And tomorrow, I think Yumbo are going to lock it down a little bit more. This this screams to me roller mm-hmm. stage win. You, unless Quick Step can somehow launch even a pool on the climb proper, yeah. Which, based on today's evidence, they might not be able to do and even if they do Rolich might be able to stay in the well probably should stay in the wheel of Avonapol then to me this looks like Rolich is going to sprint for a stage win again I think so as well and now the question is going to be can MQ Avonapol beat a, a Roglic on this finish when he comes to his sprint he got really close on stage one on a finish that is not comparable it was an uphill sprint though after a relatively easier stage now I think people are still underrating Remco's kick I think it's on a level where he can compete with with Roglic on about four of the ten finishes. 
What would you say? I think, yeah, like from the wheel, I don't see why if he's in good position or if like Van Wilder might be able to do a better lead out than Koos at the end of this and put him in a better position than Roglic. So, I listen, I don't expect big gaps. It is a pretty hard stage beforehand with a lot of like climbing, four decent enough climbs, albeit a shallow gradient before La Molina, but Minchikoni can win. He's got a decent sprint. But I think with the descent, maybe Jerker will see an O'Connor style or Chavez style move win. It depends on the domestiques of both teams of Jumbo Visma and Quickstep. And to be fairly honest, I feel like Chris is probably the only one that would be there with Von Wilder at the final if it was really hard based on today's performance, I would say. But, hmm. I think there's a possibility of like a Soler like attack again. He's gonna do it. You know he's gonna do it. Eh? Like yeah, he's gonna. Despite win. losing time, he's not gonna be like I'm gonna work for Almeida tomorrow. <laughs> Actually, he's too close on GC. Yates Yates must be have good legs. Because yeah. if Yates goes super hard at the start, he's ten minutes on GC. A Yumbo gonna get Coos to start pacing super hard yeah, with nine eight k's to go on the climb. That's intriguing. That's very intriguing. But the thing is, like, what is Almeida going to be like? Is he going to be like, I kind of deserve no mistakes now, guys. I just dropped off the back with a puncture at the start of the climb, came back and nearly beat Yates as the first rider at the finish line. So I think we should support Almeida this race, full stop. I think Yates going to go. I think Yates wins this stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to go and the other teams be like, eh, nah, not today. And pace 30 seconds behind him. I think that's what's going to happen. Uh, but if there's big GC gaps, that'd be fantastic too. But we hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thanks to Zwift as always. Let us know. Is Remco going to decide it all on low port? Or is Roglic actually bluffing? And he's in better shape than we think he is. Can't wait to see. We'll see you with a recap of Catalonia Stage 3 tomorrow. Ciao. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.